Hey everyone, Mr. Toast here. Just a quick reminder that you can watch the podcast live and interact with us and other viewers on twitch.tv slash convictedtoast. I also wanted to mention that we have a Discord server where you can ask us questions and make suggestions about the podcast. Link in the description. Enjoy the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Mixed Media Podcast. I am Mr. Rager, joined as always by Mr. Toast, and this is our first episode of 2024 and our first episode with a guest. Please, everyone, welcome Lincoln. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. Yep. Um, so what we wanted to do for our, what was originally going to be our last podcast of last year, ended up being our first episode of this year, is kind of want to talk about some achievements that uh, we have seen with the podcast over the last year. And then we want to talk uh, really quickly about some disappointments for the year. Some of the uh, things that we weren't too proud of, whether those were games, movies, TV shows, anime, things like that. We then want to go into some of our highlights of the year. That is going to be the uh, bread and butter of the episode, talking about some of our favorite movies, some TV that we uh, saw this year, uh, games, anime, all of the, uh, all of the things that we were talking about will be things that were released in 2023. So if I saw a really good movie, it came out in 72, but I watched it last year for the first time. It does not count. Only 2023 new releases. Uh, and then uh, we're going to do a little bit of a look ahead at some future things that we might be doing with the podcast. Very good introduction. Thank you. Uh, so we just want to get get right into it with uh, we're doing podcast highlights first. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So first of all, uh, whoever's watching us in Ukraine, you're the you're like the best human being I've ever <laughs> heard of in my life. There's so much shit going on over there, and the fact that you're tuning in and listening to us, these two guys from America, that's that's awesome. Yeah, honestly, uh, the amount of growth that we've seen, like, overseas is crazy. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure in our, like, unlike the statistics I've looked at, our second highest download uh, amount comes from UK, so, which yeah, and, crazy. Yeah, that is fantastic, and we appreciate you guys so much, uh. You're what keeps us going. You're what keeps us in this thing, uh, especially that Spotify crowd. I mean, that Spotify crowd is huge, and we hear you. We see you. We are so glad that uh, you guys are enjoying the uh, podcast. It's uh, it's amazing. Honestly, just the fact that, you know, everybody, everybody, you know, always talks about, well, if I start a podcast, and the fact that, you know, we finally sat down and decided just to do it is, uh, I think that's an achievement of its own. Yeah, I completely agree, and this is what episode seventeen now. We're yep. seventeen episodes into this, and that is that is crazy. Uh, we started what uh, late August, maybe we did our first episode somewhere around there, I think. Somewhere around uh, late August, and we've had seventeen episodes uh, come out for you guys, and uh, I couldn't be more proud of uh, what we have built. Yep, uh, you know, despite all the setbacks, delays, and whatnot, we always come back. Yeah, and we're going to try to be more consistent for 2024. It should be our New Year's resolution, our podcast resolution, if you would, to be more consistent. Yeah, that's that's my resolution for everything. More consistent streaming, more consistent podcast. Um, honestly, just more consistent scheduling, being able to have everything just dead set. This is when I do it. Get it done. Yeah, I need to work on that myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Let's uh, let's jump into disappointments. Let's start with the negative stuff, and then we can start talking about some of the more positives. Uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start uh, disappointing games or disappointing? I don't know. It's a great question, Lincoln. What do you think? Um, <laughs> games, I guess. Let's start with games. Way to put them on the spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First episode here, like fucking talk. Get in here. <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, so, games. Okay. So, I'm trying to remember what 2023 games that I've played uh, that were disappointments. I think games might be the hardest 
Yeah, I I've played a decent amount of games this year, and I didn't really have any like outstanding, disappointing games. Um, Let's see, we were smart with it, and we didn't pre-order shit like Gollum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, I. I, can I discuss something that is an overall win, but I do have some disappointments with? Sure. Uh, Spider-Man 2 is a fantastic game. I absolutely loved it. But they do cut out a lot of like the small, minute details from the game from the first game that are just aren't, aren't there anymore. The only real disappointing thing I have. Like getting rid of like some of the gadgets and stuff. But. Yeah, I have Spider-Man 2 on a highlight uh, for, for my list, but I, I agree a little bit. I, I think that it, there were a lot of aspects of uh, 2 that were rushed. Yeah, I also think it is a very, very safe sequel. Yeah, I can agree with that. Lincoln, what do you... I, I know some of your thoughts on Spider-Man 2, but... <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't hate it. I think gameplay wise, I really like it, what they did with it. I feel like they did make it a little too easy. I would have liked more uh, expression and like fighting the kind of deal. The story, there was a couple good parts I liked a lot and uh, a couple others I wasn't the biggest fan of, to say the least. Uh, okay. but I, I did like Spider-Man too. Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta clarify. Don't, don't worry <laughs> <laughs> No, um, no, I can agree that like it has a lot of it, it's a very good game and it deserve it definitely deserved to have um, a game of the year nomination and all the nominations it had for the game awards. Um, but there are a few small issues here and there where it feels like something from the story may have gotten cut or something from like uh, it feels like just in some spaces of the game, it feels like something was missing probably had crunch yeah. on the developers and shit probably yeah. wanting to get it out a lot faster than they were ready yeah um, i can see it oh, who doesn't do that though with their triple a titles these days yeah that's true i have a disappointment uh in a game that me and you share keegan okay destiny 2 ah the the lightfall lightfall yep that's fair lightfall was a bit disappointing i can agree um like story-wise it was okay I think everything it did gameplay wise was good. Um, but story wise it was pretty disappointing. That and there is like the uh what do you call them? Like the seasons? Yeah, the like the you talking about like each season pass? Yeah, I I didn't think a lot of the content that they had in those parts was particularly I don't know. That's a that's a big thing where the seasonal content for a lot of the like destiny isn't like it never really holds up to par all that much um i mean the current season that we're in um from what i like i haven't been keeping up but from what i've seen is like the best season that we've had since like this year um well 2023 so uh it's going to june right yeah uh, this season was the the final shape got delayed to the point where now it's coming out in the middle of summer when traditionally every single Destiny expansion comes out in February. So we're uh, we're experiencing the entirety of, I believe it's season 23 or 24, is just going to go from um, the beginning of December to the middle of June. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's wild. I do have another disappointment that I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Payday 3. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's a good one. So I'm, uh, for those that don't know, I am a huge Payday fan. I love Payday 1, I love Payday 2, and I wanted to love Payday 3, but it came out in a state where there isn't a whole lot of content. The um, build crafting from the second game is non-existent, and there's like seven or eight heists in the game right now. Yeah, it's, they're, uh, they're all like what four at launch four or five i think it was six and it's it's just rough it's in a rough place like there's some bugs here and there the launch came out and it was it was not good <laughs> it was terrible the launch was uh catastrophic one of the worst launches for a title in 2023 i remember talking to you when it came out and it was like days before you were able to get back in yeah like i i got the um the 
ultimate edition or whatever it was that gave you like early access i got three days early access and i played those three days were awesome and then because they released it on xbox um game pass day one so many people were trying to play it and the servers weren't ready for it it was a gta online like in 2013 situation all over again where everybody wants to play but nobody can play yeah and it took them a while to clean up after yeah and the the big thing too is like the um i have mad respect for the twitter the twitter payday guy because he was taking the brunt of the assault from everybody um and he he just troopered through that shit and was just like i don't know what to tell you i'm sorry <laughs> uh like do you have any, any uh disappointing games uh i mean the only one i can think of is i was kind of disappointed with uh street fighter 6 uh it wasn't what I thought it was going to be on release. It will probably get better like Street Fighter V did. Uh, but right now, there's like a lack of content for it. Really? That's I my main problem with it. When I was uh, was told or what I heard, the Street Fighter Six was good. But is it like just the lack of content that's the only real disappointment? It's just the lack of content. It, it has a good mechanics. It's a way bigger improvement than Street Fighter V. It just doesn't have enough to go on to, you know, keep playing it. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm uh, I'm stuck in the past, and I just play Marvel Ultimate a lot, uh, or um, Capcom. <laughs> Marvel Capcom. Capcom Three. <laughs> yeah, there were three like major fighting sequels released last year. Did you think about that? Tekken had a sequel last year. Mortal Kombat. Uh, uh, the Tekken yeah. one hasn't come out yet. Oh, I thought there was a new Tekken that came out. Oh, uh, not yet. They had to push it back. Oh. oh, it was supposed to come out. Okay, I didn't know about that. Okay. Um, I didn't know it got delayed. Yeah, I didn't hear anything either. Um, Tekken's the one that always slips under the radar. I never, I always forget that Tekken exists. Yeah, and they've had so many sequels too. Yeah. It's... January 26th. Okay. So it's oh, still okay. like right so in the corner. Uh, okay. it's, technically, it's still quarter four, 2023. We'll give it that. It, three, in, the 300, in the 365 date period. Yes. Yeah. Uh, You're right. So do you want to? Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to move into uh film disappointments? Sure. I don't think I saw too many movies this year and everything that I did see you showed me except for like two movies. So I see. Yeah. Uh I've got a bucket full of disappointments. All right, take your time. I want to hear about it. <laughs> I'm going to leave this one for last cuz I might get some fight back on that one. Okay. Uh so my first disappointment was uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I, I I am calling it a disappointment, but I knew like going into it that it wasn't going to be any good. Uh, watched it anyway. It wasn't. It it was stupid. I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Meg to the trench. Wow, that was really bad. Uh, <laughs> even for a movie about like a giant killer shark. Um, the shark was in it for maybe 20 minutes. It was mainly about terrorism. Uh, oh my God. Uh, Murder Mystery 2. I watched that. Uh, and uh, I'm going to cite my letterbox review on this one for my uh, my first sentence. I wish people would look at me the way white people look at Adam Sandler movies. And I stand by that statement. Uh, Murder <laughs> Mystery 2 was dreadful. All right. <laughs> uh, um, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That one is probably my biggest like let down, I would say, because I thought it was going to be good. Yeah, I was. I, I think I was also excited for it. I'm not one of the types of people to go see a movie like when it's still in theaters. I usually wait. Uh, and that one, I heard it like everybody was like, "Yeah, it's like the worst one," and I'm like, "Okay, that's impressive." So now we have two that we don't talk about that don't exist. So it's still a great trilogy. <laughs> You know, <laughs> this past year, funny, I was looking at my letterbox like wrapped, right? Yeah. You know who my most watched actor was? Hmm. Harrison Ford. Really? I mean, you because did wa- you did watch um uh, what's it called? You went to Blade Runner last year, didn't you? Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049, all five Indiana Jones movies and Apocalypse Now. He's in Apocalypse Now? Yeah, he's got a small part. He's oh, okay. not in it for like a super long time, but he um I went when I rewatched Kingdom is what I was gonna say. It's a little overhated. 
there are a couple of sequences in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull that are pretty good. Like, yeah. the, do you remember the ant hill scene when like all the ants are swarming on the dude and he's like, ah, it's like screaming. Yeah, it's a, it's one of the more memorable scenes from the movie, especially like because you have the the weird guy that like he's like in tune with the skull and he's like the ants will go around it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. Mm. It's also, Honestly, I think it was actually also cool though, because like everybody's like, oh, that's so dumb. Ants don't, aren't, don't work like that. But it's an Indiana Jones movie. They opened an arc and people melted. I think, um, Dial of Destiny is a more, uh, more of a slight to Jehovah than, uh, <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is. Like, Dial of Destiny is pretty bad. Yeah, I actually I, saw something recently. Did you know that uh, Jehovah's Witnesses can watch the first um, Indiana Jones movie, but not any of the other ones? Why? Uh, so apparently it's because the magic in the first movie is of God, because you know it's the Ark of the Covenant. It's um, canon. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> the yeah, basically, and then the other the others, it's like he, he takes somebody's heart out with his hand. Uh, that's that's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. That. I thought you were gonna make like some stupid joke. When no, you said no. That. Do you know why? They, like, Jehovah's can only watch the first one. And I'm like, why? Because yeah, it can. <laughs> uh, so I've got just a couple more disappointments. Uh, this one, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Yeah. Yeah, that one. It needs no introduction. Yeah. Uh, it's very bad. I talked about this one on our first episode of the uh, podcast, I believe. Uh, and then my last disappointment I'm bracing for the bite back is the Mario Bros movie okay I didn't see it I thought I don't know what I thought you were gonna say but it wasn't that oh no I uh I have not seen that one so I was not a big fan it kind of reminded me of like cutscene compilations on YouTube oh because it just kind of jumps around from scene to scene and then they have instead of using like the actual nintendo music you know because it's a fucking nintendo movie yeah and one of the scenes they put take on me by aha during the mario kart racing scene take on me plays all right i would rather have gotten coconut mold (laughs) that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying he gets it (laughs) they have Uh, such a like they have so much to use from the from the games why would they not that's that's what i that's what i'm saying I mean, like, if they're already, they already have the Nintendo property as the title, like, of, of the movie, that is the titular character as the Super Mario Brothers, right? So why don't they have no, access to use the the music? I don't get it. No DK rap? Gotta give it a two. <laughs> Gotta give Shit. it a two. Lincoln, what are some disappointments you had for this year of 20, uh, movies you saw in 2023? Um, Ant-Man was one of mine. Uh. A big one for me was the Napoleon movie. I, I wasn't, I mean, Ridley Scott, we talked about him before. He's very hit or miss with his stuff. But geez, dude, Napoleon, if it wasn't for uh, Walking Phoenix, I probably wouldn't have watched it. He was the saving grace of it. Because it was just bad. He, so many stuff was changed just for the hell of it, it felt like, and it just fell flat for me. Yeah, Napoleon's reviews kind of tanked like on google and shit it's like a 2.2 out of 5 now i never mm. even looked at him no I didn't, uh, I didn't hear any anything about napoleon so it's ridley scott doing another weird ridley scott move yeah he do he do be doing that he does he has a very weird filmography henry uh, thank you for the posture check <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Were uh, were there any other disappointments that you had this year, Lincoln? Uh, the the Barbie movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot it. of people liked it. Uh, it just wasn't definitely for me. I mean, I thought Ryan Gosling was funny. Uh, but besides from that, it just it, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, I still I don't know how to explain that one too much. I still don't get the hype around that movie. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, I haven't seen it, of course, but like. I'm more so talking about the fact that there were so many people that like went out and and saw it in such a such a fashion where they would dress up in all pink and have like Barbie varsity jackets and shit. I was like, this is like the Marvel movie for women. Essentially. 
This is like it's yeah. like when somebody goes to a new Star Wars release full like Darth Vader cosplay. But... I fucking hate it when people do that. What they... especially when it's like it's fine if it's in like an area that's like really heavily populated and that's like you're not gonna be the only one. But the people that come to like a small town theater, like dressed as Darth Vader, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. Why did you do that? Like, I'm, I know you like to cosplay and everything, but dude, like, <laughs> you're the only one here. Right. The FNAF movie was the worst. If you could, I like, never saw coordinate with a, my life. If you could, like, coordinate that with, like, a group of friends and be like, hey, I'm going to do, like, Han Solo if you want to do, like, uh, like, Chewie or, like, somebody normal like Luke or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I I remember Barbie going to see Roger. What'd you say? The Barbie one was bad. <laughs> at a, it, at a small. I didn't think the FNAF one was going to be as bad as it was, but it was horrendous. It's uh. I will it, say it wouldn't be so bad too if they didn't have like terrible attitudes. Oh yeah, it's it's funny though because like the same thing happened with Rise of Gru, but like it was kind of funny just because it was people going to see the movie in suits. <laughs> Dude. I there were so many people I saw out and about when that movie. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so did you have any other uh, disappointments, Lincoln? Not really. I mean, I, I was kind of disappointed with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but not enough to like hate it. I thought it was a good starter, I guess. Okay, I heard it was all right. Yeah, I heard it was okay. Uh, Keegan, do you have any uh, disappointments? Um, not that I can think of for movies. Um, you don't have an disappointment. Not that I can think of. I'm trying to call back everything I've seen this year, um, from 2023, and nothing's really standing out. We need we need to get you a letterbox for 2024. <laughs> Me and Lincoln need to get you set up on there. Yeah, get everybody can account. see my reviews. They can see how I feel, how I felt about Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And well, it also help you keep track of kind of what you're, you know. I feel you just covered your face in the filter, just made you disappear. For audio know, listeners, he's a uh, Mikey here's using a using the filter to cover up the background, and he just he waved over his face and vanished from reality. <laughs> You gotta use your whole really forearm, it looks like. Yeah, it's not doing it now. Oh, There you go. <laughs> this is gonna have to be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> this tomfoolery. Uh, so, a little chicanery for you. A little chicanery. I don't know of any TV show wins that I really had. I would say Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say Last of Us is a win. Uh, it was good. It was a good adaptation. A twenty four uh, had oh, wait, were, that's wins. really good. No disappointments. My bad. Oh. I jumped ahead. <laughs> Shit. No disappointments. Uh, that's what you meant yeah, to say. Think, yeah, I don't think I have any uh, disappointments really. Uh, yeah, uh, like, do, you, do you have any? Or do you have one? You talking like TV show specific? Yeah. I don't really watch TV, especially not newer TV. Yeah, me me either on that. All right, I'm going to throw that away. All right. Uh, <laughs> anime, any disappointing anime? Uh, Attack on Titan. No. <laughs> Imagine if I actually said that. I'd shit my pants on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Audio listeners would just hear a funny noise, and yeah. they wouldn't even be able to see the look on your face. <laughs> I don't think water? I have any disappointing. It's good. Yeah, good. It's good water from the tap. <laughs> I live in Flint, Michigan. No, I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> I almost spit my water. <laughs> oh my god. Um this, this episode is going off the deep end. Yep. I don't uh, mind it though. This this will be a little entertaining one for everybody since we're not doing a full like discussion on something. We can just kind of let loose a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I don't think I have any disappointing anime ones. Like, it wasn't there an anime you saw this year you hated? Dude, I only seen like three. <laughs> I thought one of them you hated. Um, 
I definitely stopped watching a couple of them. I can't think of them. Oh, okay. That's fine. Let's, uh, <laughs> I guess we get the highlights then. Guess so. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. I think we get, we have some decent highlights from the year, so. Yeah, um, let's start gaming. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man 2. We've already kind of talked about, yeah. like, some of our problems with it, but. Yeah, we already discussed that, like, it does have flaws, but overall it is a very, very solid game. Yeah, I I want to highlight some of the, uh, the good aspects about it. I like how they, um, showcase some of the villains as, you know, rehabilitated, showing that you know they they have a chance at life yeah yeah that was a really nice thing that they did the gameplay was uh particularly the web swinging was really improved yeah they made it feel faster and then also giving options to like turn web swing assist and like fall damage on for the people that were really asking for it giving them that option is awesome and uh, i have played around with that a little bit and it is actually like you feel like you actually have to really try and not like it shit. It's pretty cool. I like it. Um, it also feels significantly faster. The and, and on top of that, the technical marvels of that game, no pun intended, uh, is that the like the fast travel system, the way that that works, the full city is always rendered. It feels like like it's always rendered and ready for you to instantly fast travel there because it takes milliseconds. Uh, I know another one that you have. Uh, I don't personally have it, but uh, I know you were a big fan of it. Was the Dead Space remake? I yes. Yeah, the Dead Space remake was awesome. Um, I think it is. It is like the template for what a remake should do. Especially like we've had some fan- phenomenal remakes in the past. We had the we had both Resident Evil remakes. Um, you know, two and three. I didn't play four yet. Um, stop complaining about three. Buy it when it's on sale. That's all. Anyway. But I think Dead Space Remake is also... Amen! The Dead Space Remake is is another example of a phenomenal remake done well that should be like a template for future remakes where you don't alter the entirety of what the former DNA was, but you improve on everything that it, it had, essentially. Uh, well, what are you streaming there? Well, I figured this would be easier because we could look at each uh, each month and that that would help us remember what we played. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I definitely do th- like um, Dead Space Remake was phenomenal. So if you haven't played that one already or you're interested in playing the Dead Space games, definitely give that one a shot, especially if it's on sale. I, I need to check that one out. And I have it on PS5. I just haven't played it yet. Yeah, I think it would be even better on PS5, com- to be completely honest, because of the sound design of the game. Get those 3D PS5 headphones. and Yeah. Um, very good. Continue. So, so I'm, I'm just going to scroll through this, and then like if we see something that is a highlight for us, we'll shout it out. Don't care what the reviews said. I'm going to shout out SpongeBob, Cosmic Shake. Great yeah. sequel. Is more than I could have asked for. I was just happy to have another game in line with Battle for Bikini Bottom. Yeah, it's crazy because you talked about it and you said you were like, you were super nervous to start it, uh, and then when you finally did, you're like, it's good, it's a good game. Yeah, it's it's a little short. I will say it's um, it's very it's a lot easier to 100 percent than Battle for Bikini Bottom. It's a little bit shorter, but it also released at like only 30 or 40. It yeah. wasn't full price at all, and it was a brand new game, so. I'm gonna say What's, that. Um, you have the fact that it's also the we got a sequel to a game from like 20 years ago. So, yeah. which there's there another game that we'll be talking about that with. So, oh yeah, yeah. Hey, you're talking about Overwatch Two, right? No, that one came oh. out in 2022. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> you mean you mean 2016? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then they they updated it, and they were like, "What if we put a two here?" And everyone was like, right, "That's cool, I guess." Uh, I know. I don't know if either of you played it, but I know RE Four is in. Uh... It was nominated for Game of the Year. It, yeah, it was amazing. I think for a remake. Yeah. There, there you go. Preach your mind. 
Yeah. Uh, Talk about that. I was a little bit upset how they changed the little things, but not too much. They just took out some funny lines from the original. I remember you seeing uh, that. Like, they got rid of some of the lines where Leon just says, like, the most Chad bullshit ever. <laughs> yeah, a couple of the lines were removed I was disappointed about, but overall, it was an uh, They took out a dumb fight that no one liked. I kind of wish they would have it in the DLC, but... Uh, Which one? Uh, it was... Uh, it was the, I think, I don't know his name, the It Fight? That's what I call it. Uh, You're like stuck in a maze and things like ch chasing you down. You have to get out or else you're going to fall into this bottomless pit. Uh, it's been a minute since I played the original, so I don't remember. It's on the island at the end. Dude, I fucking hate the island. <laughs> Everyone hates the island. <laughs> Dude, I literally. It's pretty like, bad. I, I forced myself through the original um, RE4 and I was like, I don't like, like, so the first, like the village and the castle are fine. And I'm like, by the time that I'm done with the castle, I feel like the game should have ended already. Yeah, that, that's fair. Uh, I think this came out the same day as PS5. I'm going to highlight this. I don't care. I know it was $70. I spent $70 on it two days before. That, it, it was came a out. good remake. though. It was a or, fantastic uh, remake. Yeah. For it, it only being a short time, they did update a lot. That haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, all work well. Uh, for audio listeners, I'm talking about The Last of Us Part One. Uh, and the it Last is, of Us had a really good year. It is still a, a good game. Um, like visually, it's still like it and Spider Man Two are probably like the best looking games on that console now. Yeah, and I, I, I do think seventy dollars was a little too greedy. Um, yeah, I, I agree, especially because they already re-released the game on the PlayStation Four. Uh, in 2013 or 2014 yeah, for, like $20 but it was a really good uh, remake and it actually uh, enabled me to get the platinum because uh, I tried to get the platinum on the first one not only are there a shit ton of online trophies that you have to grind out their multiplayer mode that I wasn't a big fan of uh, you also have to beat the game on survivor difficulty twice and I couldn't do it the first time. I kept getting stuck at that uh, the doctor part. It was too difficult, and I didn't want to reload a save, so I gave up. But this one, there was no difficulty-based trophy and no uh, online multiplayer one, so I was able to get the Platinum, and it felt really good because Last of Us is one of my favorite games, and it felt defeating that I didn't have the Platinum on it. Yeah, I do have one small issue. It's something that you have the opposite issue of. Um, that's just that I wanted the multiplayer mode to, like, be re-released maybe like no attachments to the to the story or to like the trophies or anything but just have it there or make a sequel to it like that's well, like they, free are. they are making a multiplayer yeah, game yeah that'd be it's okay i thought i thought i heard yet. they got canceled or they get i don't know i heard it something heavily delayed it was supposed to come out alongside okay part one gotcha but it got heavily delayed okay uh, then April, i have no I've issues <laughs> <laughs> April, I've got another pretty big highlight. This one might be uh, a little bit controversial. Uh, I'm going to highlight Dead Island 2. Okay. I heard that I, a lot of people enjoyed it, uh, but I do think it was a divisive game. I didn't play it myself. It, I could see it being divisive. I bought the $100 collector edition just because I love Dead Island so much, and I normally don't do that. Uh, that's very rare for me to get a collector's edition on launch. And I did, and I loved Dead Island 2. I platinumed it. Uh, the platinum was a little bit of a grind, but it was a fantastic game. Uh, the story was not the best, but there were a lot of characters, that, especially when you're playing with a buddy and you can make fun of like aspects of the story with them. Uh, I played with my cousin. We played through the uh, entire game, and uh, we're going to do the DLC uh, together because we both got the $100 edition with the season pass. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. I, I'm going to keep scrolling here. As soon as you guys see a highlight, something you want to show. Oh, hey, out. there's there it is. Redfall. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> came out the same month as Gollum. Yeah. The, oh, two of the Trials. Two of the worst games that come out in this year, and they were in the same month. Uh, what did you say, Lincoln? Oh, Outlast Trials was a sick game. It was a multiplayer game that was just awesome. Oh, good. Highlight it. 
Uh, I mean, mainly it was just fun to play with friends. It was very chaotic or whatever. And even after, like, you know, doing all the maps and playing them all over again, it was still a big blast. Uh, they had, like, this mode arm wrestling. And I probably played 100 matches of it against uh, a lot of buddies because of how just addicting it was. So, yeah, it was overall just a fun time. I think I remember hearing about and that I think arm it was wrestling only 40 mode. Bucks. That arm wrestling mode, from what I was told, was like, it was fucking hype. So, yeah. It reminds it me of that awesome. like 1v1 mode in uh, COD uh, World War or which one was it? World War Two, I think. There's been so many yeah. World War Two ones, but yeah. you could like one v one people in that little like arena on the map. That was really cool. Hmm. Uh, we got there's Street Fighter Six in June. We talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, oh, here's another fucking disappointment. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, go ahead and talk about it real quick. So we did miss Diablo, a disappointment. Diablo Four, wow! How do you how do you even do it? How do you kill something like this? I think the issue that the game really has is two main things. One is is egregious, and the other one is just it's a gameplay choice that they decided. I do not like the open world aspect. Um, so I, when it comes to Diablo for me, Diablo two was perfect in the way that they did the open world, because it was like, it was small areas. You found a, like a cave or something you went in. That was it. Super simple. Um, but then three I found was too linear where it felt like you just kind of walked in a straight line and then you found yourself in the next objective area. Um, Diablo four has the biggest issue of, we didn't, we didn't make it too linear, but we made it too open. Whether, like, the fact that you, okay, two issues. You have to walk everywhere, and you don't get your horse until you get to a certain point in the story. Dumb. And not only that, but you, every season, uh, you have to reset your character. Your character is no longer online. Whenever yep, that is, that is the second thing that we won, that I was saying, that the one that is egregious so uh, Diablo 4 has a, has a battle pass, not a battle pass, it's a season pass, much like every game these days has, because modern gaming has to have a season pass and you have to not stop playing the game, you have to be dedicated to this one game only. Diablo 4 does it as well, but in the dumbest way possible. So you know most games, like, you know, Mike, uh, Destiny 2, a uh, new season comes out, nothing really changes, maybe you get some more power level, some new weapons come out, and you just get to keep playing the game and grind more, right? Correct. Diablo 4, if you want to do the battle pass or the season pass, you have to make a new character, play through the entire campaign, and then you can start working on the new season. Yep, your old characters do not carry over. Or you could start one that has already beat the main game, but your old character does not carry over. Yeah, and uh, when Mike and I first tried to play Diablo 4, um, Mike had a what I would uh, attribute to a atomic meltdown uh, as soon over the as situation. I saw that shit, as soon as as it was it was on site. <laughs> as soon as I saw that you had to reset your character every season, I lost my mind. That was the dumbest shit in the world. It slaps you in the face the second you boot the game up. Yeah, it's the it's moment that you're like, I want to make a new character, and it's like. Uh, here's the do you want it to be it's like something with the character selection there's two different options and one option is like you have to do this if you want to experience the season yep. um, yeah it was it was bad and then we looked it up and sure enough yep it resets every single season yeah so if they don't change that in the future um diablo 4 is uh doa in my opinion well, it w it'll probably just change to be, you know, all the seasonal contents just there, because I don't think they're doing another season with it. They shouldn't. Let's see what else we got here. Isn't this that... Wait, did this actually get released? Uh, I think it's, it still says Early Access there. That was that really controversial game. You remember that? Yeah, I remember hearing about it. Oh my god, it's out. Is it full release or is it still? Oh no, it's still early access. I don't know if I count that as being out. That's yeah, your but call. It's still, six, it's still six days in Fallujah, though. Yeah, yeah. And you could buy it and play it. What the hell? All right. That is wild. I'm sorry. I just did not Dude, know that that. All, was it's a all, thing. all good. 
Let's see. Uh, I haven't played Pikmin 4 yet, but I heard it was good. Yep. That fucking Red Dead Redemption release. Hey, was hey there's another. There's another disappointment. Yeah. Uh, Red Dead Redemption and Undead Nightmare coming out on Switch and PS4, but no actual updates to the games. They just got re-released. That's it. And no PC release. Yeah, no PC release either. Disappointing. Um, Lincoln, would you like to highlight the big game of August? Uh, Baldur's Gate 3? Yeah, I mean, you're the only one of us three that's really played it. Yeah, I own it haven't played it yet. I, I think it's an absolute blast because no game gives you as much freedom as that at least that i've played uh especially since i have five runs and i have not finished one yet at the moment because i keep doing different stuff to get a different outcome and stuff this guy's crazy uh, it, it's amazing though i mean there's so much dialogue options you can just straight up skip it if you don't like feel like talking to people uh like when it comes to boss fights there's like 15 million ways you can handle it. it's it's a completely your own adventure kind of deal that's why I think it's awesome, and that's why I think it deserves Game of the Year. Well, there you have it. I, I played a little. It wasn't really my cup of tea, but I haven't. Uh... Yep. Uh, do you want to talk about Starfield? Gang on that. Can I just say Starfield is the most okay game of the year and just move on? World's okay this game? <laughs> uh, I personally would just call it Fallout 4 too, but... Or... <laughs> Yeah, but I like Fallout 4, so let's just say it's the most okay game of the year. <laughs> we can just push on. Uh, I didn't play more MK1. I haven't played I Phantom Liberty yet. See, I was just about to ask that. Uh, we got Spider-Man 2, which we talked about. Uh, I would say Mirage is a highlight for me. I need to finish it, but it was cool to go back to like the old style of Assassin's Creed. I haven't played it. Maybe if it's on sale at some point, I'll Try it out, but I I think you would dig it. It's got the old style. We'll Wait, see. Roblox came out on PS5 on October 10th. That's huge. Crazy. Mario Wonder. Ooh, Lincoln. Yeah, I would love one. it if you spoke a little bit about Mario Wonder. You got much farther into it than I have uh, so far. Uh, I mean, it's it's like your classical Mario, but like the wonder aspect of like adding the new stars, adding extra stuff to every level just makes it a blast. I've I played through probably all levels at least five times to make sure I did everything and I didn't miss anything. Uh, the elephant form, I, I honestly thought that was going to be such a stupid form, but it's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, I did not think it would be that fun to use, but it is being able to crack and whip everything. I also want to just talk about how beautiful it is. Oh yeah, the art direction is. Oh my god, it's it's so pretty. It the is music's amazing too. Games. Yes, and I love the every Wonder level flowers. has. Yeah, it's, um, it's a great way to redefine uh, classic two D Mario. Yeah, there is one for this month as well that I do want to mention. There's actually two. Um, the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection. That's one. Um, Mostly a just highlight or a disappointment. It's a it's a highlight, mostly just because oh. it's um now you don't have to own like three different consoles to play all the Metal Gear games. You can play the majority of the Metal Gear games on your PC or your PlayStation Five or whatever you have now. You don't have to own a PlayStation One or a PlayStation Two. And then second game for me is uh, Alan Wake Two. Um, I know that you guys were a little bit disappointed with how much Alan Wake 2 was present at the Game Awards, but I did play it after the fact. Um, uh, I actually played through the first game and its DLC and uh, Alan Wake 2 and loved the entirety of it. It was great. The marketing got to him. No, no. I wanted to play... So I played Alan Wake <laughs> so 1 sold before. Out. I played Alan Wake 1 before and I liked it, um, but I never finished it. So I went back, played through the entire thing, and then played Alan Wake 2 and... um Overall, it's just a it's just a great experience. See, we did they buy you out, Keegan? How no. much did they pay you for this ad? They didn't pay me at all. I paid them for the game. <laughs> I paid them for the game. Uh, for November, I definitely want to talk about Super Mario RPG. It is a fantastic remake. I just got into it. I got it for Christmas, and I've been playing through it. I don't have too much to say yet, except it's beautiful. And it is awesome. They did such a good job with it. That's uh, how you do a remake, Nintendo, right there. Uh, I don't see shit. 
I haven't played the Valhalla DLC yet. Have you, Keegan? I haven't. I heard that there's a lot of dialogue in there that's really cool, um, but I have not uh, played it yet. I played Ready or Not before it was considered full release. It was pretty okay. <laughs> it was pretty okay. Did <laughs> <laughs> you play the God War DLC? No, I didn't. All right. And I just lost an entire lung there. Yeah, I oh saw that. <laughs> I I heard like two like decent coughs and then just silence for a good like ten seconds. I had to mute. Oh my god. Uh so let's uh let's go into movies. All right. Uh I'm gonna start with like the newest I could probably go from newest to or oldest to newest for twenty twenty three. Um, highlights for me. My first one was Infinity Pool. Uh, this is probably going to be the uh, most out there one that I've seen. It's weird. And uh, if anybody takes this recommendation I'm about to give for Infinity Pool, half of you are going to like it and half of you are going to think it's disgusting, um, which is fine. Uh, it was uh, directed by... Uh, I just lost my entire train of thought. Who directed Infinity Pool? Uh, Brandon Cronenberg who is David Cronenberg's son. It's really good. It's got Mia Goth in it, and it has Alexander Skarsgård. They're really good. It's very weird. Uh, a lot of, like, metaphors for uh, upper class and things like that in it. It, it. It's kind of a head trip, to put it politely. Uh, another highlight for me is Cocaine Bear, just because it was silly. It was fun. Uh, I like schlocky movies like that. You look at a thing like Cocaine Bear, you know it's going to be dumb and fun, and it did not disappoint. It was dumb and fun. It was also Ray Liotta's last movie. I don't like that part about it, but <laughs> <laughs> every other part's okay. Um, another highlight for me is John Wick Chapter 4. I agree some with that the, one. Some of the fight scenes are egregious, and they go on for far too long. Yeah, uh, That movie did not need to be three hours long, but it had enough cool set pieces dialogue and music it it was really good it it yeah. wasn't filmed like another dumb action movie it, it had a purpose the only issue i had with it was the way that they do um like they introduced the suits in the second movie i think with like the how like they're bullet resistant and all that they're egregious in that movie like he gets shot so many times or like and like hit by cars and shit and it just brushes it off like it was cool in the in like two and three because like if he got hit, it was like two or three rounds. But he takes like sixty plus in this movie. <laughs> Shotgun shells too. Yeah. Uh, my next highlight is probably I would say looking at the twenty twenty three movies I watched, probably my favorite. That's Bo is Afraid. Uh, I saw this uh, with Lincoln for the first time. We drove two and a half hours almost to see it. Uh, because they were doing an early screening at a theater that was far away, and it was it did not disappoint. Uh, it is probably my favorite movie of last year. It was phenomenal, and I can't wait uh, to see what Ari Aster does next. Joaquin Phoenix was awesome in it as well. Um, another big highlight for me was Evil Dead Rise. I loved this movie. It was one of the uh, best experiences uh, I had in the theater. Uh... Let me see. Guardians 3 was another big highlight for me. Uh, it's probably my favorite of the trilogy and my second favorite uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe film. It's got a lot of heart and family. James Gunn does a great job with the sequel. Um, it's a, it's an also very oh, nice for it to for like Guardians 3. Um, I'd put it as a highlight as well, but it's nice to see it because it's it's not like going into the same kind of monotony and boringness that we've gotten with the recent marvel films where it's just like every movie feels the same because it still feels like a guardians movie no i completely agree with you um let me see another interesting uh highlight that i had was transformers rise of the beasts uh don't know why I just had a really, really good theater experience with this movie. I was, like, sucked into it. I cried four times. Don't know why. It just because? Yeah, just because. I guess I just needed it. Uh, needed some watch cranberry it juice, too, but... It did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to 
watch it again anytime soon because I'm worried it's I'm gonna hate it and be like, why did I think this was so good? I'm just gonna let it ride. Uh, Asteroid City was another highlight for me. Wes Anderson movie. It was hilarious. Uh, a lot of weird direction he went in with it, but I I dug it for the most part. Uh, another big uh, highlight for me, probably my second favorite film uh, of the year, was Oppenheimer. It needs no introduction. It was fantastic. Still on the list. Uh, haven't seen it yet. It, it's it's so good. Uh, I've got just two more highlights. Uh, Thanksgiving, which was uh, Eli Roth. It spun off of uh, the Grindhouse film that Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did. I just lost my train of thought there, like midway through that sentence. Oh. Uh, me and uh, Keegan were talking about maybe possibly doing a grindhouse episode where we talk about the uh, planet terror and death proof and all the movies that have kind of spawned from that. Yeah. Potentially lining up another guest for that one too. Yes. Yes. Uh, my final highlight for the year was a movie uh, that I actually think might've been the last thing that I watched uh, in 2023, which was leave the world behind. Um, this was a Netflix movie directed by Sam Ismail. It is, it is rough. Um, it is not for everyone. I really, really liked it, but it is definitely a weird movie. Uh, not something I thought would come out of, uh, Netflix as well, but it, it was awesome and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Keegan, do you want to go next with your highlights? Uh, you've already mentioned two of them. So, um, Guardians, uh, and, uh, John Wick. I almost said Alan Wake because it's in my head. <laughs> they paid me to put it in there. <laughs> uh, no, John Wick, um, Chapter Four, and uh, Guardians of uh, the Galaxy vo uh, Volume Three. Um, another big highlight. Uh, I've talked about it four times on this podcast at this point, I think, which was uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Um, just from an animation standpoint alone, and I love the story and the characters a ton. So, um. How many other movies did I see this year? There's so many that like I wanted to see, but I just didn't get the chance to, like Oppenheimer. So um, I think that's all I have for movies so far. Pass the torch to Larry. Larry. Uh, you, you actually said all of mine, Michael. Uh, John Wick 4 was amazing. I loved all the characters. Uh, it's It was a fun story. Some of the action scenes were a little bit, like as you said, they just dragged. Uh, but it was it was amazing. Uh, Evil Dead Rise was a, ve a very big surprise for me because when I first seen the trailer, I kind of shit on it. Uh, I did not think it was going to be as good as it was, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then Bo is Afraid, yeah, that was definitely a highlight. Lots of fun. Need to rewatch it because I watched that so early on uh, in uh, 2023. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 2, that's, it, it was just amazing. I don't really think I can say any more on it. Uh, I think it had one of the best soundtracks out of all of them. Too. Definitely. Uh, and then Asteroid City, characters were goofy, whole set pieces were fun. It was just a little blast. And then Oppenheimer for my last one. What would you say is your favorite film of last year? Probably probably Oppenheimer. Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in that was amazing. Keegan, what would you say is your favorite film of last year? Uh American Psycho. I'm just kidding. It is across no the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we got through movies unscathed, relatively. <laughs> um, what should, uh, what should we go into now? Should we do TV or anime? I don't think any of us have watched new TV shows this year, unless you guys have, and I, I haven't, so. Lincoln, you watched Beef, didn't you? Oh, yeah, Beef was, uh, it was amazing. That, that was an A24 one, uh, starring, uh, Stephen Young and, uh, Alan Wong, and it was, it was just sick. It was such a fun story, so simple. Uh, about it all started with Road Rage, and it was just a fun little adventure, and it had an awesome soundtrack. I wanna uh, real quick. I wanna talk about. Uh, oh my god! I just lost my train of thought again. I, I had it, and it just completely hmm. shit. Um, oh, The Last of Us. Yeah, that's. I was about to bring that up. Is the one that I I completely like spaced on. Yeah, The Last of Us uh, was, I would say it was a surprise how good it was. Yeah. Um, we also, um, so 
I'm not going to dox any of us, but there is a scene where uh, they drive through an area that we're all familiar with. And we all, uh, I'm pretty sure we all did the the meme from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The, uh, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, want to highlight more specifically the Bill and Frank episode. That was amazing. Well, go ahead. Uh, the Bill and Frank episode was, uh, I would say it's a detour from the original game. It's but a significant my... detour. Well, kind of. They're still in the town. Yeah, they're the still town in the town, just... but like, it's the way that the events play out are completely different. Yeah, as somebody who's a huge fan of the game, I love the TV show for its little differences. I love the way it keeps the audience on its toes, and it, it, it I think it's the best game adaptation that we've gotten. Yeah, I think I um, better. I also love that they got Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson in there for little cameos. Um, since they voice the voice and you know portray the characters in the game, they get to have a little moment um, in the show as well. And Nick Offerman in the Bill and Frank episode, he is oh, yeah. so good. He, and it is just such a tragic episode. That is probably the highlight of the year for me when it comes to TV is that episode of The Last of Us. I was it, it completely blew me away. I I did not expect something like that from it. And like the first two episodes, I think uh, were really good. Um, I think they're really good at setting up the world and the characters. Are like this is going to be a pretty good adaptation. And then I saw that third episode and I was like, okay, so this is going to be something uh, different entirely, and yeah. it's going to be it's going to be a massive detour in some parts. And I I think it does work for uh, for the series, and I'm very excited to see uh, what more they do with it. Yeah, uh, I'm excited um, to see because you know they made some some changes here and there, like detours from the um, from the game. I'm excited to see what kind of detours they may take for the second season, um, since they're adapting the second game as well. Yeah, that yeah, I'm I'm interested, especially with how controversial it was. Like, I want to see if they if they stick to their guns or if they try and change in any way. I want them to stick to their guns. I just want them to make it a little bit more digestible. Yeah, I want it to be more cohesive um, as opposed to how they do it in the second game, which um, I, I can talk about the last of us two here, right? Like we, we've it's it came out like three years ago. Yeah, go for it. OK, so the way that they they break up the games like runtime as to the first half being with Ellie and the second half. Um, being with what's her name, Abby. Yeah. Um, Abby. Uh, I, I want it to be more interwoven, where it goes back and forth, rather than one big chunk and then a second big chunk, and then it comes together, and then it like intertwines at the end. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because it's the it's the pacing of the game that gets thrown off. Because it starts out. And like it starts that way where you're going back and forth between Ellie and Abby, and then after the big event, it sticks to Ellie. Big thing happens, switches to Abby, and plays that out, and then it intertwines at the end again. So overall, I just want I just want the pacing to be not the pacing, but the the way that it unravels to be different. Now this came out in 2022, but can I talk about Tales of the Jedi real quick? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't think I had any other uh, TV shows that I watched that were really like. I've grown a little bit of an appreciation for Young Sheldon. I huh? hate the Big Bang Theory, but Young Sheldon, I've grown a little bit of out of an appreciation for. I've seen like I've seen like clips of it on like YouTube, and like it doesn't seem like a terrible show, and it's less um, it's less just kind of. What do you call that? Like, it's just pop culture reference comedy and that doesn't really work in the Big Bang Theory. I feel like some yeah. of the some of the stuff I've seen from the show is not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, Young Sheldon's got some good characters. I'll throw that out there for some normal TV. Anime, I don't think I watched anything that came out in 2012. Well, the Attack on Titan final episode. Yeah, so which is, bad. it's different because it's something that's been running forever. But, you know, we get the, we can talk about the final episodes um as a highlight yeah for sure which uh, uh like, they most definitely are so yeah they they were animated beautifully it was it was really well done 
Uh, Lincoln, do you have any uh, anime highlights? Um, I mean, Jujutsu season, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen season two was pretty cool. Uh, I didn't like season one personally. I know a lot of people did. I thought it was just boring and it was uh, whatever. But season two is where it really captured me, got my attention. Without okay. saying too much, because there's a lot of things that happen. Yeah. Right on. I don't think I. I have another TV show I want to highlight. Okay. One Piece. Oh, the the, the, the live action. Piece. I was yep. like, that's an anime, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I want to highlight the Netflix One Piece. It was uh, really well done. I think it speaks a lot of volume when we got HBO, who did arguably one of the best video game adaptations of all time, and Netflix doing one of the best anime adaptations of all time in the same year. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, especially in the fact that, like, the amount of people that, you know, were exposed to... um one piece at that point because so many people they've heard of one piece they know what it is but it's such a daunting task to look at one piece and go yeah i'm gonna watch that when there's over a thousand episodes and on top of that we had the exciting news that we're getting basically what's an official one piece yeah a remake complete remake of the of um one piece by wit studio which yep. is really cool um so i think that kind of we kind of wrapped everything up in that aspect uh were there uh any other like big surprises that you guys saw this year and uh or things maybe even things that you were exposed to for the first time in 2023 like mm. new new types of media maybe i don't know now that i'm trying to think about it but uh can't think of anything off the top of my head i've kind of grown a huge like i don't know how i want to say this i've gotten like this i've gotten more into like surrealism over 2023 like movies that are kind of surreal uh television series that are kind of surreal that don't like follow a beaten path yeah kind of like a racer head things like that it was against the the grain more abstract yeah, more abstract. Yeah, I've I've grown more of an appreciation for that in uh, 2023, especially through A24. Uh, shout out to A24. You guys won 2023. You've won the last eight years. You just keep winning. Just, just keep Don't winning. Don't stop winning. Don't stop winning. That's exactly right. Let's uh, throw a highlight out to the corn shucker. <laughs> uh, Brando Snyder. You'll never click on this podcast, but I liked your movie. Hey, maybe one uh, day. Maybe one day he might get bored. Hey, maybe we'll get him as a guest. <laughs> I would love to have Brando <laughs> Snyder on here as a guest. Uh, so let's talk about uh for a little bit here before we wrap up uh our first episode of 2024. Some uh things that we are maybe wanting to do for uh 2024. So we have talked about some uh some pro- projects for the podcast coming up. Um, we had a really big one that you wanted to talk about where it'd be less breakdowns of what we watched and more talking about like the, uh, what do you call it? The social like inspection or um, not the term I'm looking for. Like the, uh, so, I can't remember what, what the, the social commentary um, yeah. from the era. But what, 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 oh, the Twilight Zone, yeah, that's what it was, yeah, yeah. We were thinking about zone. talking about like the Twilight, like watching Twilight Zone and then discussing kind of the social commentary, maybe like the political climate of things. Like, we can talk about episodes that kind of they're talking about like communism in the era, you know, like the Red Scare and all that, yeah. We think that would be kind of um interesting to kind of do a deep, deeper dive into the Twilight Zone. Yeah, we have a couple um, other projects that we did discuss. Um, we bounced around a little bit with the idea of the Wire and the X Men movies. Yeah, the X Men movies I think would be a really fun one to do. Yeah, I think that one we should put we should pencil in on, on there. And uh, we had talked about doing the Grindhouse uh, films, all the films that have spawned from uh, the double feature that Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez re- uh, released in two thousand seven talking about yeah because they had fake trailers that played 
and uh, several of those fake trailers have become films. So yeah. I think it would be cool to kind of take a look at that and talk about Grindhouse. I think it'll also be cool if we get into that moment where we finally discuss some of the episodes that we had planned previously but didn't get around to, like the Martin Scorsese um, episode. Um, maybe doing a Tarantino episode, but that that'll be a big project. That and we still, uh, it is still on the books, uh, a Death Stranding episode yes. at some point uh, where me and Keegan will discuss. Yeah. Oh, Death that's the Stranding. other thing. The surprise that we got at the Game Awards with uh, Kojima and Jordan Peele working on a game together. Yes, that it is. I'm going to put that as a highlight. Yep. That was that was phenomenal. The reveal of that because you know we saw like we see Kojima come out and you're like okay is this Death Stranding, and you know the trailer that plays before you're like this what is this I don't this is different and then we see Jordan Peele come out after the trailer, it was just it was so hype especially when like he starts talking about like how, um the like kind of duality that they had where Jordan grew up playing video games, and now creates movies where. Uh, Kojima grew up watching movies and now he makes video games. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. I can't wait for that for that new game that they're doing together, especially because it's supposed to be a little bit uh, weirder, a little bit more out there. Yeah, something a little abstract and surreal, as you were talking about. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so those are just uh, some of the ideas that were bouncing around. Uh, in our head, uh, I think maybe uh, sometime in the next few days, maybe even tonight, me and Keegan should sit down and we could do like some kind of a loose schedule for what we want to do for the next few weeks and, yeah. uh, until we get our big project underway. Um, I want to thank Mr. Lincoln here for uh, being our first official guest on the Mixed Media Podcast. It was fun. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we we uh we held him at gunpoint to get him on here. <laughs> we we we, uh, we did. Um <laughs> uh and uh thank you guys for such an awesome 2023. Uh one of the biggest highlights of the year was making this show for you guys and I can't wait to continue that in the future. It's been an absolute blast um the past couple of months getting to this point. 17 episodes in. It's uh Honestly, when we hit five, I was like, hey, we did five. And then I was like, hey, we did 10. It was uh, just every time we hit a five or zero, I'm like, this is this is incredible. And now we're almost to 20. So yep, it's, it's a good feeling. But uh, I think that's pretty much all, uh, all we got from us. Um, as always, be sure to join the Discord. Check Twitter. If you join the Discord, that's where the community's at. You can ask us questions about the podcast, interact with us on there. Um, so do that. Yes, we would love to see you in there. Link in the description for the YouTube watchers. It should be in the description for the Spotify as well. That's uh, that's it from us, everybody. You all have a fantastic evening, day, night, whatever it is. You have it. Yes, and we will see you in the next one. Take right. care. Take care. <laughs>